0: Miss Annie, your first month's salary doesn't pay our debt for what you've done.
1: I taught her one thing. No, don't do this, don't do that. That's
0: more than all of us could do in all these I wanted
1: to teach her what language is.
0: I know without it to do nothing but obey is no gift. Obedience without understanding is a blindness to it. The world is not an easy place for anyone. I don't want her just to obey, but to let her have a way and everything is a lie. To her.
1: And obedience without understanding is blindness to, and letting your kids have their way with everything is harmful to your children and to you and to your relationship with your children. And... I'm going to quote my upcoming guest. Too many parents wait for their home life to be in crisis before they start to take action. And that's the hard way of doing it. And my guest, that the movie drop was from The Miracle Worker, the Helen Keller story. And my guest is Cornelia Lockich, And you have your Master's in Education, Cornelia. And you've been a Montessori teacher for 10 years. And you now are a parenting coach. Tell me a little bit about the Montessori method?
0: Hi, Ellen. Thank you for having me. Um, let's see. The Montessori method is often described as an aid to life. And what that means is that the goal of teachers and parents, too, is to help children um, unfold in their to their fullest potential um, because childhood is the time when the adult that they are going to become is being created. So we want to help children to discover their strongest values, their favorite subjects, that they can make good choices, that we're we, can, we are there to encourage them in the ways that they feel weakest, and generally that we want to help them be the best that they can be. Now, how do Montessorians do this and how can parents do this? Well, in schools, in Montessori schools, this is a, obviously a big topic, but briefly I can say that Dr. Montessori observed children at different age levels closely, and she based, based on her experiments and her discoveries, she designed multi-age classrooms and specially designed materials to guide them um, through the essential academic. Areas of study, <clears throat> and um, like I said, the Montessori approach is an aid to life.
1: So you're and not like, you're not necessarily looking to say everyone go out and get the Montessori uh, um, books. You're saying that you, you you now use the Montessori method that you um, in your own parenting.
0: Yeah, yes, I'm definitely not advocating that parents go out and buy the specially designed Montessori educational materials to use. Although at home. it's
1: very good and I used it.
0: Yeah, and for for people who want to homeschool their young children, that's that's a different topic. What I'm talking about is using the unique perspective that Montessori discovered of slowing down, putting aside your preconceptions and observing your child to see what he or she at his particular stage of development is really about. That's Perspective can really help you to interpret properly your child's actions, and that leads to fewer conflicts and more a more joyful experience with your child.
1: So if I am a parent and I've got a little preschooler, let's say I've got two of them, and I'm privately saying, why did I ever want kids? I said I wanted them so badly. Now I'm tearing my hair out. Was I out of my mind? My son's running around. He's fighting with me. My daughter's arguing with me. They're both embarrassing me in public. And these two little kids are making me feel like I'm out of control of my life, like I'm helpless. What would you? And if I just throw up my hands and say I give up, I don't know what to do. How could you motivate me to even want to change my perspective?
0: That's a that's a really tough situation, and I, I think I would start by, trying to bring you back to why you were motivated to have children in the first place.
1: Because they're a lot of fun,
0: and and, you know, did you picture the pride you would feel at your son's first baseball game or your daughter's school play or reading with your child or sharing your love of this
1: all the time
0: and and then i i would try to show that those times of serenity and calm and pure joy really are possible but you've got some work to do before you're going to get there having gone into parenting without any skills you're going to have to do some backtracking and it sounds from your description like um I would say that the, the the talking back and the arguing is something to tackle first and let certain other things go you've got you've got to get into the driver's seat and guide your children toward acceptable behavior yeah. and that that takes doing one thing at a time and sticking with it until you've seen some change.
1: So give me an example of that?
0: Well, um, for example, You would need to communicate to your young um, children that arguing with you is no way to talk to you. You will not respond to it. They will not get to you that way. And that they will have to come up with a different approach in order to get a But then they said, my
1: daughter will just start start screaming if I do that.
0: Well, then what you're going to do is you're going to, um, you're going to walk away or you're going to, if it's in the car or someplace you can't walk away from, you're going to become mentally absent. You're not going to give more attention for that negative behavior. You're going to show with your body language, your facial expression, and your actions that you are absolutely not available when she yells or screams or he argues with you. And then, in addition to that, now this is the key, is, and that is that when they speak politely or in a regular voice, you're going to let them both know, with all your love and all your attention, how wonderful it is for you to hear their sweet words. You're going to get down to their level. You're going to put your arms around them and say, I love talking to you when you speak in such a friendly way. Your voice is so kind and so polite. What a pleasure. And you're going to show, you're going to give lots of um, attention and reinforce that positive behavior when you see it and when you get the old stuff. The negative stuff, the stuff you can't live with anymore, yeah. you're going to turn off, basically.
1: So you catch your child your or both children doing something right. That's a key parenting skill where you catch them in the behavior that you want to encourage and you help them see that potential within themselves of, of resolving conflicts well when they do that. Yeah, and you ignore when they do things like having when they're having a to tantrum or screaming in the car. You become emotionally unavailable, or if you're not in the car, you tell them, you know, think of another way to address me. But you also have to help them know how to address you. What I would prefer to hear is, yeah, and you. What I would prefer to hear is, mommy, I'm really angry. It's not fair that you gave Susie more cake than me.
0: Right, but if they're in a tantrum. Probably not going to be open to hearing that, so you've got to um, do it after that emotional moment has passed and they, they're, you know. Their mind is open to hearing an alternative.
1: So this is what you offer parents: that you basically, you're, this is Cornelia Lockich, um, L O C K I T C H, who has a website www.guideyourchild.com, and you offer three simple child management secrets um, as a free report on your website. You offer an e, le- an e- what is it? An e-zine letter or an um, e-zine,
0: an e-newsletter. E- That's right. You get my special report when you sign up for my bi-weekly e-newsletter, and that's, that's just my way to, um, you know, offer free communication and tips to parents um, about my Guide about Your Child Method. You do.
1: and yeah. you also uh, give parenting uh, talks, and thank you so much for joining us today, Cornelia.
0: You're so welcome. Thank you, Ellen.
1: And see you next week on The Rational Basis of Happiness, drkenner.com.
0: I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible.
1: I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget? I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of The Romance Guidebook,